What up, what up, it's Raphael with NBA Draft Junkies. Back again. Today, I'm going to draft the second half of my Mock Draft 1.0. Once again, thank you to everyone that has subscribed to the channel and watched my videos, but let's get started. All right, with the 15th pick in the 2020 NBA Draft Junkies Mock Draft 1.0, I have the Orlando Magic selecting Aaron Neesmith. He's a a good fit in my opinion. I just feel like Orlando needs some depth on the wing. I'm not sure about if Fournier is going to resign there. Now, I know his contract has to be coming to an end soon. And Neesmith is someone that fills a need for Orlando. I feel like Orlando really needs to add some more depth at the wing and also three-point shooting. And that's what he brings to the table. Based off of last year's draft, we know that Orlando is not scared of taking a player coming off an injury. So, Aaron Neesmith would be my pick for the Orlando Magic at 15. For the 16th pick, it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, this will be their second pick in the first round. And in the last mock I did, I had them taking Anthony Edwards. And this mock, I think that Sadiq Bey would be the ideal fit. I personally think that he's more so of a four than a three. I think he'll play the four in closing lineups. What he brings to the table is 3 and D, and he's also a pretty good ball handler. 40% from three and his last season at uh, Villanova, good defensive player, and I think that he is one of those guys that is just a very good glue guy that makes players around him better, and his game fits with all the pieces that Minnesota already has. So with the 16th pick for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Sadiq Bey from Villanova. At number 17, now Boston is a team that they're deep. They have a lot of players with overlapping skill sets. If there is a position, you can say that they have a need at, and I don't think it's too big of an issue. A lot of stuff that I've read said Boston needs a five. I like Robert Williams. I think that once he figures it out, he's going to be a solid piece, and then, you know, Cantor's a... You know, he's tough. He's the load on the block. So I don't necessarily believe that Boston has a major need at the five. You can say backup point guard is going to be a need if, if Brad Wanamaker doesn't come back or if they don't resign him. But with this pick, I think with Boston, with their depth and the fact that they can afford to be patient, I'm taking Alexis Polk. I can't pronounce the guy's name. Um, forgive me for that. I've actually had a chance to watch him play live. I saw him last summer in Greece. Very, very skilled. He's very talented. He has a lot of stuff that you just don't see. I mean, he's seven foot, but he's a natural point center. Good passing instincts. He's fluid. He can dribble the ball. I think that he has the potential to be a shooter. He even shows like pretty good awareness as a shot blocker. He needs to get tougher. He needs to gain weight and get stronger. But Boston has the luxury of being able to develop him, whether it's overseas for another year or letting him play with the main Red Claws. But if I'm Boston, with that pick, I'm taking AP. Next up, Dallas Mavericks. Dallas is, I mean, they have their cornerstones with um, Doncic and Porzingis. Anybody that they draft so just has to be a guy that is going to be a connective tissue or a glue guy that fits around those two. I like Devin Vassell. He's someone that I could actually see him going in the lottery. I wouldn't be surprised to see him going anywhere from 10 to 14. In this case, I kind of have him slipping a little bit on, on my draft board, but it benefits the Mavs. I think that he could possibly come in and start 
as a 3 and D guy. And his outside shooting and his defense would definitely be a piece that the Mavs would have an interest in. I think that he fits in well with that team. So if I'm Dallas, Devin Vassell would be my pick. Number 19, Milwaukee Bucks. And this is another player that I could actually see going in the lottery. I'm actually high on him, and I don't know why. When I did my mock, he kind of slipped a little bit. But it's Kira Lewis from Alabama. He's young for his class, even though he is just coming off his sophomore season. I, I want to say he's younger than quite a few of the freshman draft picks. Good speed. I think that he's going to end up developing into a pretty good shooter. The problem is he's just real thin. I think he might weigh like 160 pounds. So he's definitely going to have to get stronger and bulk up. But for him in Milwaukee, he'll go to a situation where he'll get a chance to learn and sit back and you know, just kind of watch um, Eric Bledsoe and uh, George Hill. But I think that he'll come in and be able to get a few minutes early in his rookie year. But he's someone that they could groom to be a starter by year three. And, I mean, to get him at this low for the Milwaukee Bucks, especially being one of the best teams in the league, this is a steal for them. Number 20, the Brooklyn Nets. They already have uh, Kyrie and, and KD, and it looks like they're set at the center position with DeAndre, Jordan, and Jared Allen. The pick that I would like to see here is Paul Reed, and I believe Paul Reed has the potential to be a very good high-level defensive player. I think that he can eventually become a threat to stretch the floor, but I just like how he fills up the stat sheet. I did a video on him prior to this season, and I'm, I'm high on his skills. Paul Reed is a guy that I could also see anywhere from 12 through late first round. I don't know. It just It's all on the eyes of the beholder, but in this case, I have him at number 20. I think Brooklyn would be a good fit for him. They still have you know, Torian Prince. They still have Nick Claxton there, but I just like the potential and upside that Reed brings as a defender. 21, Denver Nuggets. You know, Denver's another team. They're pretty deep. Even though they um, made a trade at the deadline that kind of depleted some of their depth. And and at this point, I don't I don't know like what is the position of need for Denver. Obviously, center is is you know, they have all NBA center and Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray's there. Maybe point guard, but I think Jemias Ramsey would be a good fit here. He can replace Malik Beasley, even though Beasley was not playing a lot of minutes, but he can add depth to the backup shooting guard. And maybe, maybe with the right development, he could probably come in and play a little bit of combo guard, maybe in like the Marcus Smart type role. But Ramsey, I think in Denver, would be a good situation for him. Number 22, the Philadelphia 76ers. And this pick is a no-brainer for me. And I would take Tyrell Terry. If I were Philly, I would think that Philly needs shooting. I personally believe that when Philly closes the games, I would bring Ben Simmons off the ball. I think the Ben Simmons point guard experience needs to come to an end. I think that he would be a devastating foreman if you ran like pick and rolls for Simmons and you know he can make every pass. I think it would help them out a little bit. As far as him being a point guard, I just... Don't believe that he's going to make the necessary steps to improve his shooting. So I feel like adding another guard that can 
handle the ball and space the floor would be that would, that would be my choice if I were Philly just to add another ball handling guard that can play off the ball and play with the ball but more importantly knock down open three so Tyrell Terry would be my choice if I'm the Philadelphia 76ers at 23 if I'm the Miami Heat I'm selecting Patrick Williams for whatever reasons he just seems like a Miami Heat guy he just seems like the type of player that Pat Riley will take and mold I think that he's a 3-4 hybrid I like his potential as a shooter, as a switchy defender. He's very young for his class. I mean, I think there's probably kids in high school who are older than him. I had a chance to watch him work out last summer, and I'm high on his potential. His versatility and his athleticism and his shot will make him a guy that has a 10 to 12 year pro career in the NBA. At 24, the next pick goes to the Utah Jazz, and for some, they may say this is a reach here. But I'm going to take Leandro Balmero. Um, if you had a chance to watch my video on Balmero, I made it, I want to say, either late January or February. But it's on my YouTube channel. I like Balmero. I like his ball handling. I think that he needs to improve his shooting. But I'm a fan of his passing ability and just being a big wing ball handler. I think he can develop behind Joe Ingles. And he will just add a little bit of versatility to Utah's offense. Give them another ball handler, another passer, ball mover. He needs to improve as a shooter, but long term, I like what he brings to the table. Moving right along at number 25 is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Definitely the most surprising team in this year's NBA. The player that I would select is Jalen Smith. I think he's a five in the NBA, but I think he'll be a good backup to um, Steven Adams and Nerlens Noel. I think that he could possibly stretch the floor a lot better than those guys. I know that they're developing Darius Baisley at that same spot also, but you know, you just never know what, what they're gonna do. If, if Adams is someone that a team makes them a, a good offer and they decide that they want to kind of rebuild I don't I don't know I mean it's kind of tough to say what would go on with the Thunder I don't think anyone expected them to do as well as they've done this season and coming into the year I just thought they were going to go in straight rebuilding mode I thought Gallinari would be moved I thought CP3 would possibly be moved along with Steven Adams but with their success I don't know however I think that Jalen Smith would be a good insurance policy just in case they decide to move on from Steven Adams. So pick number 26 is the Boston Celtics again. And since I've already kind of gave them a draft and stash guy, I will address their backup point guard need and I'll take Nico Mannion. Mannion was a lottery pick in my opinion coming into the season. I still like what he brings to the table. I think that he can play off the ball some. His shooting numbers weren't as good as I thought they would be, but I think that he would be in a situation where he doesn't have to come in and be a starter. He could learn from Kimball Walker and possibly be their second or third point guard. It just depends on, like I said, what they do with Brad Wanamaker. But Nico Mannion to Boston Celtics to me is a no-brainer. And you just kind of hope that he just had a down season. And if he can end up being the player that we saw at the, I think it was either the... I don't know if it was the Hoopstum or the McDonald's games where he outplayed... Cole Anthony and some of the guards ahead of him. If he is more like that player, then Boston has a steal with the 26 pick. 27, New York Knicks. I don't know what they're going to do with all their power forwards. I think that Portis and Randall could be moved. I'm not sure. This was a tough pick. 
they may get a point guard in free agency. I think if Mannion were on the board, that was someone that they could possibly look at. The player that I'm taking here is Tyler Bay. I think Tyler Bay is like a, a poor man, Sean Marion, but I feel like he is a just the energy guy that will come in, defend multiple positions, play hard. I think he'd be like a, a fan favorite in the garden. And again, I know Knicks fans are going to be on my neck. They didn't like the Denny Abdiya pick. And then this Tyler Bay pick may not be the popular choice. I, I'm sure I'm going to hear from it. But I like Tyler Bay. And I just think that he is one of the few players on this roster that doesn't necessarily need the ball. And I feel like New York needs a guy that will come in, provide energy, run the floor, cut, move. I think that he can post up smaller defenders. He just doesn't necessarily have to have the ball in his hands to make an impact. And I feel like with this New York roster, they have too many guys that need to massage the ball in order to play well. So Tyler Bay would be my pick if I'm the New York Knicks. All right, moving down. Now this pick right here, this guy has fallen the furthest on my draft board. It's not that I have anything against him. It's just when I made the list and, and went by team needs, he just kind of ended up slipping, which, you know, happens on real NBA drafts. But in this case, the Toronto Raptors getting Josh Green at this late in the draft is the steal of all steals. And the way Toronto was developing guys, I just think that it would be a good situation for him. Now, they have quite a few guards, especially at the two and three Terrence Davis came out of nowhere this year. They still have Norman Powell, and they still have Patrick McCall. So they have quite a few guys at this position, but I don't think any of them really have the same upside as Josh Green. Like I said, him falling this low is a major, major steal for Toronto. He's someone that could possibly get drafted anywhere between 15 to 20, but to see him fall to 28, I don't know why he fell on my list. Like I said, it's not against... It's nothing against him. It's just that's just kind of the way the, the cookie crumbled, I guess. But Josh Green to the Toronto Raptors. All right, we're down to my last two picks. And 29, based off the Tankathon standings or based off the records, would be the Los Angeles Lakers. And Los Angeles always needs shooting. I know point guard is a position that they need to fill. Maybe Trey Jones would be someone that they could look at. Or Devin Dotson. I feel like they can address... The need for a point guard in free agency. They can get a good veteran point guard for cheap if they decide to go on that route. But as long as LeBron is on the team, you're always going to need shooters. Desmond Bain would be my choice if I'm the Lakers. And that's one thing he does is shoot. He's been an efficient three-point shooter throughout his career. Off the top of my head, I believe he shot over 40% all four years that, that he was in college. LeBron can never have enough shooters. He's a older rookie, so I mean he's not like he's 18 or 19 and he really needs to develop. I think his game is suited for him to come in right away and contribute. And if I'm the Lakers, that's more so what I'm looking for. I don't think they necessarily need someone that's going to sit the bench or they're just going to stash in South Bay all year. And I think Bain would be the most ready NBA prospect at this late in the draft that would fit their system. And the last pick of the 2020 mock draft 1.0 second half is the Boston Celtics again. Like, I mean, how many draft picks do the Celtics have? Yeah, with this pick, I'll just take Vernon Carey. I mean, you go with best player available. 
he's kind of like Cantor in a sense that he's more of an offensive player and he'll probably be a liability on the defensive end, especially late in the games or in a playoff situation. But I don't know what they're going to do with Cantor. Cantor is a guy that just seems to move around often, so it doesn't seem like he would be in their long-term plans. And Vernon Carey can slide in and play the same role as a instant offense guy that you run plays through when he's in the game. That also is a liability on the defensive end. So Vernon Carey to the Boston Celtics. That concludes my second half of my mock draft. There's a few guys that that um, I feel like really have first-round talent. There's some guys that I have on my draft board that may slide off to the second round. There's other guys like Isaiah Stewart, who just didn't crack my top 30, even though I was high on him coming into the season. Devin Dotson is someone whose name could be called in the first round. There's quite a few other guys, but I'm thinking about doing a second round. A second round is kind of tough. But it's something that I have time, and I'll probably try to make a way to do it. I still have a few prospects that I need to go through their film and and just kind of take a second look. So I'm not going to make any promises, but I may do a second round. It just depends on, you know, how many prospects I get completed. I want to do anywhere between 60 to 100 prospect videos. So... I still got quite a ways to go, but thanks again for tuning in. NBA Draft Junkies, Rafael Barlow signing out.